Hello, thank you for joining me. You're listening to the Profitable Content Marketing Show. In this episode, I speak to Jeanette Barthorn. She is the best-selling author of six books, an international speaker, and also a trainer, as well as no-nonsense business coach. She started the Freedom Entrepreneur Movement just a couple of years ago, after she experienced a total lack of freedom in her business and her life. She's also uh, famously created her podcast recently, and she created a hundred episodes in a hundred days. She has been running a multiple six-figure coaching business since 2005, so I'm pretty sure you're going to find this really, really interesting. We talk about Jeanette's books and knowing when to take a step back in your coaching business, especially when things don't feel quite right. And of course, we couldn't leave out her amazing Freedom Entrepreneur Cruises. Let's dive right in. Hello, Jeanette. How are you? Hi, Stephanie. I'm fine. And thanks for having me. Thank you very much for joining us today. I'm really happy to have you on. Uh, Would you like to start by introducing yourself and letting us know what you do and who you do it for? Okay, so my name is Janet Bathorn. Um, I work for the Dutch market, so all my content, everything is in Dutch. I call myself the freedom entrepreneur, and I guide, mentor, self-employed entrepreneurs to break through their own limiting beliefs, like the beliefs that they created in themselves. And I do that by running mastermind groups and by putting out a lot of content. I know we're going to talk about content, but I put out a lot of content. Yeah. Excellent. Yes, we're in the right place to talk about content. And yes, so what I does that it. content look like? So I am, I'm in the habit of writing books. I love to write books. And um, in fact, this year I will publish two books. And so my first book is about running a mastermind group. So what, does it, what do you need? to run a mastermind group and what does it take to run a group and the next book I wrote that um, my publisher asked me to write it that will be published in November and it's about online business models because of the whole COVID-19 situation. Oh wow yes Uh, definitely the right topic and especially the right topic for you. Yeah. Excellent. So that will be book number 10 in all, because you've already written eight books, right? Yeah, that's that. If it's like books that I wrote, it's book number eight, but I wrote also like chapters for other books. So that that would bring it to 10, like books and co co writing books. Wow, wow. Yeah. I mean, so you're a very prolific um, book writer. Amazing. And was it all in uh, Dutch? It's all in Dutch. Wow, excellent for yeah. the Dutch market then, which is a pretty big market, yeah. really. <laughs> oh, it's an interesting market. Yeah, it's an interesting. It's not so big. I mean, it's not English speaking or German speaking, but it's a very active market. People are really eager to learn more and to develop themselves. Oh, yeah. wow, that's really good. That's really good. Yeah. It's a very good one to be in then, especially if you're in the online space. Yeah. Fantastic. So speaking of content, I know you've done something a little bit um, special in the last few months with, uh, with the launch of your podcast mm-hmm. um, in the middle of <laughs> this virus outbreak, which has caused so many people to rethink what they were doing. 
And uh-huh. I know that, you know, what you were doing before, which is what I got to know you for, which is the cruise lady. Everybody used to call you the cruise lady because um, yeah, Jeanette so. used to do um, business mentoring cruises, right? Yes, transatlantic uh, cruises, yeah. That's right. So tell us how everything changed and, you know, how the podcast came about. Um, yeah, so last year, 2019, I took on a big project. So I organized my first international cruise. Before that, it was only Dutch. And I wanted to take like a lot of entrepreneurs with me. And before that, I had groups of six and my my biggest group was like 10 people like very small intimate groups oh. just because i because it for me it was a just for fun part of my business model i it was it was an extra uh, i used to run groups like since 2015 2016 mastermind groups and things like that then the cruise came along and i had this crazy ambition to bring more people with me and to do it for the English speaking market. So in fact, for like a lot of people and then doing that last year, because we left in November, Mm -hmm. the the virus was not known by then, but doing it and being on the ship with all these people, I realized that it is not really the business model for me. It didn't make me happy to travel with so many people. And that was a big, big realization. Like, who am I doing this for? Why would I do it this way? So when I, yeah, when I left the ship, it was December. And then I already started to think, well, I want to cross the oceans. I love it. And I love to take people with me, but not so many and not so intensive and not so long and not so like, not as, as a travel guide or something like that. So when I came back in the Netherlands, it was like in the winter. I started to rethink my whole business model in January. And I was like, no, I'm going to go back to the Dutch market. That's where I'm known. And I had to reclaim, like I had to claim a position in the English market. And in Holland, I have to reclaim the position. It's easier. Mm -hmm. So one of the decisions was I'm going back to the Dutch market and Let's see what will happen with the cruise. I didn't have, I I didn't make my mind up about it. I didn't decide to do it yes or no. But then uh, Corona came, COVID-19 came. We had a complete lockdown. And one of the first things I did was making a phone call to the cruise company and telling them that I want to cancel next year's cruise. And then I put the phone down and I was so relieved. I was like, who am I fooling? Why would I do it if I don't like it? If it's like a burden on my shoulders. So it was a good thing for you because you really didn't want to do it. Not in in the way that I shaped it. Yeah. So I do want to do cruises again, but only with small intimate groups. And most of the time, the people that join me are already in one of my mastermind groups. So I already knew them. We already had a connection. But now I had strangers on board. I'm like, it's, it's not my usual vibe. It didn't make me happy. And that's well. a very important lesson. Yes, very important lesson. Sometimes we take decisions and we do something. And then because it took so much work and so much investment, we kind of feel like we have to take it forward, even though yeah. maybe we're not enjoying it so much. So, yes, yeah. it's... Uh, 
definitely I, I've made that mistake before and I'm it's it's really nice to hear that you know you kind of did it once and you felt it wasn't right and then you took that away it takes a lot of I think clarity and self-awareness to to be able to backtrack so quickly and say no yeah, so, it, I mean, I was forced to cancel it because of mm -hmm. this whole COVID-19 situation. And I was also very happy to cancel it. And I was like, okay, it's a good sign. So I cleared out my whole calendar, all the retreats, all live events, everything got canceled or I canceled them. And that was the point where you were, you were referring to, like all of a sudden it was February. I had loads and loads and loads of time to plan my business and to like to make a plan for reclaiming my position in the Dutch market. Uh, and that's where my crazy podcast plan came. Yeah. Yes. That is truly crazy. Gosh, how many episodes are you on already? So I started on March the 4th and mm -hmm. uh, initially I did, I said, okay, I'm going to create hundred podcasts in hundred days. And that's Crazy. a very easy sentence to pronounce. It's very easy to say it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, looking back, it was it was a lot of work, and it was I I really loved it because I cleared my calendar. I took my losses like also financially. I was like, okay, let's make a plan so that I can finish 2020 in a different way that makes me happy, and money flowing in again. And and it worked. I mean, we are now six, seven months ahead, or we are six, seven months from March. So I did 100 and 100 days. Then it was uh, in the middle of June. And mm -hmm. then I switched to a frequency of twice per week, two podcasts per week. So we That's are now good. at 134, I think. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm, when I look I'm, at the list, I'm like, okay, did I do that? Yeah. Yeah, I'm super curious. How did you manage 100 episodes in 100 days? What, what did uh, your content creation schedule look like? Because it's, it's more than batching, isn't it? It's like a full-time job. It's more than batching. It's, it's almost a full-time job. And as, so I created this whole Excel sheet. Um, and before I aired one podcast, I already had three episodes on my digital shelf. I already had some episodes. I created them two years ago, but I never oh, had them. Yeah. So I wanted to start a podcast before I decided to go to the English market. I'm like, why would I start a Dutch podcast if I go to the English market? But okay, going back to the Dutch market. Okay. I have these podcasts. Like I have three episodes. And then the first thing that I did was create an Excel sheet with uh, topics to talk about, but also what could be your call to action after that podcast show. Mm -hmm. And then I did a whole inventor inventory. Is that the word? Like I, I, I um, made a search in my own content. Like I had some digital online trainings. I had them on video. Uh -huh. Well, why not create them into an audio? Uh, there were some interviews that I already had. Well, why not create them into a podcast episode? Uh, I took one of my books. I have a book about money mindset and I just liter literally read some of the chapters for, in the book from the book. And I say that to them, like I'm going to read this chapter for you because it's a useful chapter. So yeah. it just to get going. Excellent. So and, did you uh, have a, a pattern? Did you have, um, you know, was every episode different or, you know, 
because um, you know some people go for a solo solo episode some people go for interviews um some people like myself i do alternates one solo and then one interview sometimes i mix them up um because i have more guests um so how did you do it what did you did you have a format did you have yeah you know i of course i i, I thought about that and i listened to like the famous podcasters and pat flynn and john lee dumas and people like that and they all have a format and they all have a plan. And I'm like, no, I want the podcast to be my playground. I want it to, to be a project. It has to be fun because it doesn't pay the bills. Creating a podcast costs money and time. So, so I decided everything that I like is suitable for the podcast. So it can be a 10-minute episode with like a short short mantra thing or like a short uh, tip but it can also be a two-hour episode in which i have like a long interview or an online training and and i just decided i want it to be a representation of the work that i do and the person that i am so there's no format that's Everything, fantastic i love the sound yeah, of that i love that's the, the only format. if i like it it's good to go yeah, but, I I, but what really you. helped me was, was uh, themes. So I, I did have these mm -hmm. theme months. I, so like in May, I thought about, I want to talk to entrepreneurs, self-employed entrepreneurs who wrote a book, authors. Okay. But also yeah, the non-fiction authors. And I like to talk about, them, uh, talk about their book, like the content of the book, but also about becoming an author, like this whole journey of changing your identity into becoming an author and that was like a, an instant hit because i put some posts out on facebook and on linkedin like i want to talk to authors who wrote a non-fiction book can you recommend people and before i knew it i had like 70 or 80 people on my list oh fantastic wow yeah <laughs> and that was so easy and and that's yeah that's really great because i got to really um enlarge my network I learned a lot because of receiving the books, reading the books, so they, people telling me about their book. And it was fun to do. Like one interview every day, like one interview aired every day. Uh, there were days that I did three interviews and that was the max. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Wow. I'm, I'm very interested in what you said. And, you know, you said it has to be fun. It doesn't have to have... A particular set format, it has to be fun. And I completely subscribe to that idea because I think with content, what most people struggle with is the motivation, the motivation to keep doing it. And yeah. unless you pick the right thing, that's really going to make it an experience in itself for you, that you want to do it to do it. You don't want to do it because it's good for your business, because it goes out there, because people will engage with it, because people will find it. You want to do it because you enjoy doing it. And that is, yes. so, that is so important with content. Sometimes I have to dig really deep um, to find what really lights people up about their business. Because once you find that, then creating content is not difficult. <laughs> Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that it's really important that you have fun in what you do because it's what you say. If you have to write a blog every week, but you hate writing, well, don't start a blog, start a podcast or do videos or whatever. 
That's right. Yeah. And then there's, there's always repurposing. It's like yes. you said, you got your book, you turned it into, into a podcast episode. You can do the same thing. You can get a podcast episode and turn that into a blog post. You know, it's, it's all about at least keeping your content exciting because repurposing, you know, uh, it can be automated to some extent, outsourced later. It's something you can manage. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I discovered that I really liked it and I'm really, I'm like a real curious person. Um, so I loved to interview people and uh, ask them the questions that some people are afraid to ask. I just ask them. Oh, and okay. I like the sound of that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I love talking to people as well because I'm, I'm very curious. But what is the good. kind of question, for instance, that people wouldn't ask? Is there... <laughs> um, um, the, what is the kind of question so I had people in my podcast show that were really really skilled really experienced entrepreneurs and they get interviewed a lot mm -hmm. um, so like I have for example I had one in my uh, in my show I think he wrote about 80 books already and he's like wow. 65 <laughs> 66 yeah he's like productive and he's well known but he's, he's like so used to getting interviewed to the press, etc. And you could, I mean, I could tell that because if I ask a question, he just had an answer within microseconds. <laughs> and then I, I asked him to go back to the person he was before publishing his first book. Like, because that's the whole identity shift. That's right. If you are an author with 80 books, you it's very hard to remember the struggle, maybe, when you didn't have 80 books, when the first book was still not published. So I asked him to go back to that period and to, to describe what kind of person he was back then. And that, that's the first time that he fell silent, like, oh, I have to think about that. And then he said, good question. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> And so, I, yeah, I try to find insights in people that, that have got to do with their, like this whole identity shift that they have gone through. That's, I think that's really interesting for people listening to my podcast, because we all have started at zero. Every one of them started at zero. That's right. That's right. And I think every little success kind of does cause a bit of an identity shift. Yes. Yes. In, in your beliefs as well which I know you is a topic you you work with a lot <laughs> yeah but it has to I mean and the only way to to um, to gain these these identity shifts like in a positive way is to do the right things and to have the, the habits that support you like if you want to be an author you just have to write a book it, it will not be written itself. I mean, you have to do the work, but you have to do the good things. And yeah, that's right. So wow. only, I mean, only shouting like you have to do, like take massive action. That's what Tony Robbins does. You have to take massive actions. I agree with that. But as an entrepreneur, especially when you do a lot yourself, you have to know if I do this, why would I do it in order to get that goal? Is it, is it clear? Is it, is, it, is it connected? 
because very often, I mean, people write a book and then I ask them about that book. I say, is it your profit book? Like, do you have an online training about it? Or would you like to run a mastermind group about it? Or no, 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 no. I just wanted this book to be written. I'm like, okay, you just wasted six months of your life probably, but. Ouch, that sounds painful. (laughs) Yeah, well, I say it in a loving way, but um, if you don't have a plan, it's it's a lot of work and then everything is a lot of work yes indeed so you need to do it with you need, need to have the goal first and you need to like you mentioned before know it's going to take you in a direction you want to go mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. excellent wow okay so what made you write your first book then was it yeah so or maybe your next was... book maybe if it's easier <laughs> No, I can remember really well because yeah. I started to blog in 2008. Okay. Uh, because someone told me that is going to be the next big thing, blogging. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'll start to blog. And I, I wrote about social media back then, a lot about LinkedIn. And I think I wrote already like 40 or 50 blog articles in two and a half years, two years. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden I was, I, I was on Twitter. And Twitter was really new back then. And it was like this lovely, wonderful village in which you knew people mm-hmm. and people yeah. knew each other and we could talk to the minister and right. famous yeah. people, etc. So I was surrounded by, by authors, by people who wrote books, by pe- people who already achieved what I wanted to achieve. So one day I put, out, I put it out on Twitter, well, I would love to write a book. And someone else responded to that. Um, her name was Suzanne. Uh, she already published two books and she said, well, it's, hey, you should write a book. Uh, and here are the details of my publisher. So she sent me a direct message with the details of her publisher. Oh, wow. I out, yeah, I reached out to the publisher. They checked my blog articles and they were like, yeah, let's write a book. Here's the book deal. So I never had to write a book first and go to a publisher they just said, okay, this topic, social media, it's okay, great. When are you going to deliver? When is the manuscript ready? And that was the story of my first book. That's and it took me one and a half years to finish it. Yeah. But one it took and a half me a lot years. Of time. Mm. Oh, wow. That's like in, in social media years, that's a century. <laughs> yeah, but, but still it was one of the first social media books in Holland. So I was of really, course. Like, it, it yeah. sold like crazy. Wow, what and I mean is it's, it's, it, the fact that it takes so long must mean even more work because social media is constantly changing. It's not the work. It's not the work. It's, 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 it's the, the block in your head. It's the, oh, what if I put it out there? Is it good enough? I'm going, I'll read, write this again. And you start to question your own um, capacity. I so see. I was really lucky to have a publisher who said, well, you just sent one chapter in. And we will edit that and then you will send the next chapter and you will get it back. So they were really, really helpful. And that helped me a lot. And then I, I can remember the moment that I really clicked on the send it all button. Like, okay, now it's done. Now it's going to go to the, to the, to the printer, to the printing of it. I was like, oh, it was so scary. Oh, it was wow. so scary. Yeah, I can imagine Because that. it's your first book. That's right. And, and now it's like, yeah. Because in a way... A lot like a podcast. See, I find lots of different types of formats. You know, if you're doing social media, yeah, like stories disappear. 
uh, posts, you know, they hard to find after a while. You do a video, yeah. maybe not so easy to find for a lot of people. But then when you come to podcast, it's very intimate. And yes. then I think the next level is the book because you are really there. It's one-to-one. There are, in most cases, no distractions. And you feel exposed. I think sometimes it's, it's a bit contradictory, but the fewer people you reach, in a way, the more intimate it feels. So the fact that the yes. book is one-to-one, it's like you feel very exposed. Mm-hmm. And I, I, can, I can imagine that really freaks out not only me, but a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, I, that's why I, I asked the question to a lot of authors and almost all had the, the same experience. Like it was so scary to publish your first book. But yeah, if you don't do it, you will never be the author you want to be. That's right. So you have to deal with the fact that people are not going to like your book. That's okay. If you if you are if you are okay with that, everything is okay. They don't have to like my books. I didn't write them for them, probably. I uh, see what you mean. Yes, but your target audience would obviously like them. I have. I mean, I have people that order all my books. They have read all my books. And then I, I'm, I still have the same feeling a bit like, okay, I hope you like reading my books. And then people send me an email. All your books are nice to read. I'm like, okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the same. But for now, I mean, now I can write a book in six weeks and maybe even shorter if I do it full time. It's so much easier. And there is no doubt in my mind that I can't write a book. It's just, now it's just blocking the time and, dedicating my time to writing that book that's yeah. right wow <laughs> excellent so what's going to be your next step you said you mentioned uh, you mentioned that you know you you took a little bit of a shift in the beginning of the year and now there's going to yeah. be these books coming so what's your business going to look like in 2021 yeah so i used the first half of 2020 to create a lot of new content like the podcast to reviving my whole network to letting people know that i'm back on the dutch market again um and to start new mastermind groups because i have run groups quite a long time and i've been in mastermind groups quite often Mm -hmm. and the things that i missed is what i put into my own mastermind groups now and that is um, intimacy, small groups, mm-hmm. and weekly accountability, weekly coaching calls with everyone, but only one hour, but it's every week. And the cons- consistency of that really pays off. It, uh, my, my people now have amazing results like within two, three months. So that's, that's the whole experience that I have. And now I just offer I have a very simple business model. I just offer mastermind groups. It's either three months or 12 months. And that's it. You can can book VIP experience. So you can book a a VIP month or a VIP day extra. But it's only when you're in a group. And Mm. in 2021, I'm going to offer a group for experienced entrepreneurs who either start their first group or are already running groups but have problems with it like like how does the group how does the group dynamic work or what is my role as a facilitator what do i allow them to do what do i expect them to do so that's more like a next level group 
That's right. But I'm going wow. to, yeah, I want to start it next year, not this year. Just for this year, I was, I was full. Excellent. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. I, like, I love the simplicity. I love the simplicity. You know, sometimes as entrepreneurs, I think we have too many ideas and we end up doing too much. Um, and actually, I have a client that I've just started coaching one on one. And the first thing I needed to talk to him about was the amount of offers and the amount of different packages he had on his website. And I was like, you know, we, we got to find a way of driving the right traffic to your site and SEO. And when you write and you blog, this is going to happen, but you have to take a decision. You cannot offer yeah. people 20 things and expect them to decide on the spot. Yeah. So um, I think it took about, he thought about it for a week and then he decided to take everything off and just put a book a call button and he started getting leads right away. Yeah, like book a call and then and then have your your packages ready. That's yeah. right, because he wanted to take the time to decide which two packages he was going to offer. So he put the book mm-hmm. a call and means but the simplicity of giving them one thing to do instead of twenty, just instantly, bam, made yeah. the difference. Yeah. Amazing. yeah, I think that's a great example of of. Um, it's not only simplicity, but also not confusing your clients. Because if, if they have to think, well, what, are, what do I choose? Like I have intake calls with people or strategy calls and they're, they're like, oh, shall I pick the three months or the 12 months? And I'm like, oh, just start with the three months. And then if you like it, you just, it's very easy to change it into 12 months or even prolong with 12 months. It's just get going. That's, that's my main message. Just start. And then it's that's very right. easy for them to say yes. That's right. Yeah. Because then once they try it, they have to experience it. And I think, um, I mean, I remember myself joining the first masterminds. Once you experience that um, and you start seeing the results and the support and the accountability, then, you know, uh, you, of course, want to stay because you want your business to keep growing. So That's it. Yeah, that's it. And that's I mean, yeah, that's interesting. Your mastermind experience. Uh, yeah how would you how would your 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 business would be if you wouldn't have been in a mastermind um very interesting actually because i was cleaning out my backup yesterday and i found some recordings of some old mastermind calls from like 2016 i'm I'm one of these backup holders i keep everything i've got stuff from like 2004 that i can't open but i still keep them (laughs) so i was going through these videos and i realized you know Simple things like when I was trying to find a name for what I do to explain, explain it clearly. I mean, I came from owning an agency and being a programmer into the coaching space. So yeah. for me, it was really hard to see myself from the outside um, because I was used to industry terms, technical terms. I didn't know what my target audience was going to to be and I did want to work with coaches I always wanted to work with coaches because I like I like the fact that coaches are people who are trying to improve other people's lives so I wanted to make a difference in that space so I knew I wanted to kind of work with coaches but I didn't I was afraid of niching down to coaches specifically which I have done now and it's worked beautifully for SEO it's worked beautifully for everything 
it doesn't mean I turn other people away, but my marketing is completely geared for coaches these days. Yeah. And I think that would have taken me much longer to do, to yeah. have the courage to niche down. And it would have been very hard for me to find the right words and understand how other people see me if I hadn't joined the mastermind. So definitely those two were very big things. And of course, there's the beliefs. Um, you realize how sometimes you feel stuck for absolutely no reason and you're the only person standing in your own way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that helps. true every day. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah, I like that story. And I, I think probably it's true what you say. You just need this kind of group or this kind of support system to make the changes that you have to make. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So once you've got the vision, then you kind of have to find your way there. And having a group of people around you is really going to help you find your way a little bit faster, especially if, you know, they're one or two blocks further down the road than you are. Because it's like, okay, they can see where I am and they know what I'm going through. So you, you feel supported yeah. as well. Because I think yeah. for entrepreneurs, it's very difficult to feel supported um, by family and friends. And because they, if they're not entrepreneurs themselves, it's going to be really hard for them to understand you. And sometimes they can be entrepreneurs as well. I have friends that are business owners, but they're in a very different business. So they're still sort of... a although there is a certain level of understanding, um, a mm -hmm. mastermind is different because they're usually people who are of a, with a similar background or a similar agenda. There's something that brings that group together. Yeah. Yeah, and they share more or less the same sort of ambition and uh, curiosity, open-minded, and that's when the group starts to grow. Yeah. That's right. I really, I really, I love doing, I love running mastermind groups. Oh, yes. Oh, well, so thank you so much for being with us, Jeanette. You have given so much, such a, such a, it's been such a journey to, to hear this, this whole trip you've been on in the last few months. Um, I would like to share some information with our audience. Um, mm -hmm. Would you like to let us know, you know, where we can find you and maybe where we can find your books? Yeah, well, all my books are in Dutch, but I'll, I'll share this interview as well. So if, if they are listening, you can order the, the books at the normal book, uh, online book things, uh, stores in, uh, in the Netherlands. Uh, and probably also on Amazon.nl. We have like since a few, like a short period, we have Amazon. Uh, but for my international audience, you can go to JeanetteBathorn.com. I do have an English website. Um, oh, and great. there's, for, yeah. So th for example, there is a free assessment that you can take, but it's more about finding your money archetype. Like it's more, um, geared towards money mindset because that was my topic in 2018. I wrote a book about that as well. So okay. it is on my, it is mm -hmm. on my English website. Yes. I think I remember taking that. <laughs> oh, good. Good. That's good. Excellent. It's still very, very accurate and uh, people still love to take the assessment. And of course, they, they receive some follow-up mails and uh, videos with an explanation. And it gives, it gives a little bit of an insight in yourself. 
Yeah. Very good. And where can people, you know, I'm sure there are a few Dutch people in, in, uh, in my audience. Uh, I know for a oh, fact that there are, because sometimes I get emails. So um, where can they find information about your masterminds? So then you have to go to the Dutch website. So that's janetbathoorn.nl and the descriptions of two masterminds, like the three month and the 12 month. And if you like, I would love to connect with people on LinkedIn. So if you would find me on LinkedIn and tell me that you have listened to, you've been listening to me, I would love that. And of course I'm on, on Instagram, Facebook as well, but um, I think my main focus is LinkedIn. I prefer that side and, uh, and my podcast. And uh, it has a Dutch name. It's called the Vrijheidsondernemers show. So the freedom entrepreneur show. And it has all these amazing interviews and also solo episodes. I think a lot of people, a lot of people feel coached by the podcast because they, they give me that feedback and they, sometimes it's only an interview, but they learn from the journey that other people have taken. And since uh, two weeks, I, I've been starting the coaching on air sessions so I ask volunteers to send me a coaching question and then I make a list like, okay, I need someone to talk about positioning or how to become an expert. Or um, last week I had someone whose launch failed and then we will talk, I will coach them on that. And that is so fun to do for me because yeah. I don't have to hold back. That's it's right. not like a strategy call or whatever. It's just coaching them. And it's very helpful for people listening to it. Wow, that sounds great. Gosh, yeah, thank so you I don't so have much. a format. Fantastic. No You're format. Welcome. No format. I love that. I love that. I might I might take that on. But it's it's um it's it sounds really exciting to say no format. So. No format. As long as you think it is valuable and, and you like it. That's my that's, that's right. my motto. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you so much for being with us. Before I let you go, I want to ask you one last final question, which I ask um, every interviewee that comes on the show. And that is, what is the best piece of content you have created over the years? Yeah, the best, my best piece of content must have been my, I, like the piece of content that had the most impact on my whole career was my first book because it became an instant bestseller within two weeks. I was on national television. I sat on the couch next to a minister and I was like, what is happening? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I loved it. So the first book for me was like, like this whole jumping platform. How do you say that? Like this was me like a normal entrepreneur. And then I have this first book and it was like, phew, sky high. Wow. I got so all you were skyrocketed. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it takes courage to put it out there, but do it. I mean, start a podcast or, or write a book or do something, but you just have to do it. It does change your life. Oh, fantastic. That's a perfect note to close on. Thank you very much for being with us, Jeanette. And look Thank out for the show me. notes. Look out for yes. the show notes because you can find all Jeanette's links. And everything that we've mentioned, including her books and her websites, are there for you to just go and find and click. Thank you very much for being with us, Jeanette. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye.
for listening to the Profitable Content Marketing Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share it with friends and colleagues and anyone you think is going to find this useful. If you'd like to give me some feedback or a question, leave a review on iTunes or a comment on the YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app or YouTube. Whatever you do, make sure you don't miss the next episode because we have more juicy content coming your way. See you in the next episode.